Welcome to the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. We are a mother-daughter duo specializing in astrology and feng shui. Join us weekly to learn astrology and feng shui, and of course, to hear stories from our hands-on experience in the industry. You won't want to miss this. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So today we are talking about the lunar eclipse. And so if you listened last week, you heard us talking about the upcoming solar eclipse. So today is kind of part two of our eclipse series. And we will be talking about uh, the one that will be happening on May 5th at 14 degrees of Scorpio. You know, I think we should, uh, I find this confusing. I've always found it confusing, even being an astrologer, lunar eclipses, solar eclipses. But I think I would just like to insert for everyone to understand that they travel together, mm-hmm. right? They're about two weeks apart from each other. So if this is not unusual, not unusual that, oh, one's happening, they're so close to each other. One is associated more with new beginnings and one is associated more with wrapping it up. So you probably, probably need to hear that a couple more times to finally for it to sink in because it gets confusing lunar versus solar. We, we get it. It's kind of one of those steps that you have to think about a lot when you're in astrology. Well, and the other thing is, is they've, it's pretty much the same thing as a new moon and a full moon. Yes. yes. They just have like a different name, but it's that same cycle. So yes. just no different that, you know, several weeks after the new moon, we have a full moon. This is the exact same thing. It is. Yeah. Another way, another more simpler way of thinking about it, but it is a supercharged new moon and a supercharged full moon. Absolutely. So before we get into the eclipse topic today, we thought we would just take a few of the headlines this past week and discuss how they fit into uh, basically the astrology picture. And it's just a, a good way to start, I think, learning astrology is like you hear a news story and then you kind of test yourself as to like, okay, what category would that fall into? I know like when friends or someone is sharing like something they're going through, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a Pluto influence that they're under, or that sounds oh, like a nice Venus influence that they're under. Oh, and- I, yeah. I watch TV with your dad and I go like, oh my God, I'd love to see that person's chart right now. <laughs> what is that about? You know, what is really going on there? So I totally get what you're saying. Absolutely. So it's not to make light of any of these um, yeah. t- uh, these topics that we're going to talk about today, but they are really good just kind of learning experiences as well, just to understand like, you know, it's playing out on the larger level. And then how how is the news stations kind of picking up on this energy as well? And it's what's being flooded in our ears. And I think that's where, and I always preface this, I know I do, but because you have people that believe, oh, this is just an agenda or you have people that wholeheartedly believe it. And it's like that that part doesn't even necessarily matter because it's like, it's the energies that we're under. So it's what we're supposed to be hearing or feeling or kind of being inundated with. Yeah, and that, that's the hard part because it's the accepting of, because bad things are in the headlines, right? Right. So we don't want to be a Pollyanna and go, well, that's the way it's supposed to be, you know? No, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, let's, can we talk? Can we just start in that, you know, last Sunday, uh, a week ago now, uh, Mars moved into Cancer. It was the 26th of March. 
uh, and Mars in Cancer is not considered stable. It's not considered a safe energy. Mm -hmm. Mars in Cancer is like a, having a domestic argument. It's like uh, having a, a major renovation project starting in the home environment where it just disrupts everybody. And just to put that together, because Mars is the action, Mars is aggressive, yeah. it's the let's do it, and then Cancer is the soft home, mm -hmm. the hug, the family, the, the, the physical house, it's children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's where mom, mom was saying, like, it's not as stable because they're rather incompatible when you describe them. Yes. Yes. If I see a chart with someone with Mars in cancer born under that influence, there was strife, S-T-R-I-F-E, strife in their home environment. Right. And again, doesn't mean violent, but it means strife. It was, there was tension there. So, okay. So the 26th, Mars moves into cancer. And what was the headlines on Monday, the 27th? Yeah. So but was the, a mass shooting, mass shooting at the Christian school in Tennessee. Right. Which of course our hearts go out to, wow. you know, everyone involved Absolutely. Um, in that. But this so, was interesting because it was cancer. Mars was in cancer, moved right in. So kind of our public newspapers or media are splashed with a story of a safe, private school or get into the Christian story. It's a Christian school. Mm -hmm. So this was the last place we think that someone would be wielding or attacking. Right. right? right. And that's with that Mars and cancer. We, wouldn't, we, we do think of private schools as being safer than public schools generally. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we know that's not necessarily the case, but I mean, no, it's just like living in a gated community. Like yes, you assume exactly. that you're safer. There's like a stigma yeah. with it that, okay, I'm protected because there's a gate. Mm -hmm. um, and in, so this is the idea is like, you know, I think, okay, I'm rather logical. You know, I also believe in astrology and it's so like, we've had so many mass shootings this year. So it's kind of like, oh, how do we just say like, oh, because Mars is in cancer now it happens, you know, but of course mass shootings have happened that have not gotten to the headlines, right? I yeah. know this oh, one yeah. is uh, taking front and center stage for many reasons, but that would like Mars and cancer saying, okay, it's going to kick that off. I thought one of the interesting, I think you could have... go ahead. Well, you had that great observation that, you know, children, school children were part of that big group that showed up at the Tennessee uh, state house protesting you know, yeah. you know, give us, keep us safe, protect us. You know, a lot of the posters read things about why are the children, why are we pushing the children to the front line? <laughs> like, 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 let them shoot, shoot the kids, you know, yeah. it, it was children that were in the protest. Yeah. When I saw those images of all the children protesting, that is where I really thought, okay, well, okay, this could be Pluto and Aquarius, of course, because that is about right. you know people on the streets saying this is what we need, the coming together of the community. And that's definitely right. Pluto and Aquarius. But then you put Mars, you know, which is again the action with cancer, and then seeing the children. I thought those pictures were really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, again, <laughs> I don't that's not enough, right? We actually need right. um, you know, other changes, but just it really fits that astrology narrative to understand how we can see those things play out. The other thing that again, kind of controversial, but I'll just come out and say it is when um, I had first saw the headlines and I saw that it was a woman, a female shooter 
I thought, oh, okay, well, this is probably going to get a lot of attention. And maybe there could, maybe there might be some sort of change or different stance now, just because it is a, a female. And again, I know that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. Just, you know, how it's been that we haven't seen, um, really any female mass shooters. Yeah. I mean, this, this was made very unique. Yeah. Um, I think we would look at Pluto having just stepped into Aquarius. Now we're just two weeks in and Aquarius, most of you, if you know, basic astrology, that's a masculine sign, but oftentimes when Pluto's in a masculine sign, women take power, take on power, step up to positions of power. We could go look quickly back to Pluto and Sagittarius. And during that reign, a lot of women got into public office, congressmen, senators, governors. They only almost doubled the number of female representatives at that point in that era. Now Pluto's in Aquarius. Well, I, again, this is a terrible thing to say that, okay, but who held the gun? Who held the power? Right. A woman. Yeah. The gun in her hand. I know so she was, you know, and so there was the flip and, but I like what you, where you went with that thought that, you know, some people may not, you know, this may be the tipping point for some people that it was a woman. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I feel like the news got a little, I don't know. Cause I thought there was a lot of talk about th- them being trans, right. then that seemed to fall off. So I'm not quite sure where, where that stands. The last thing I read, they were identifying her as a female, um, so again, it just got a little convoluted at that at some point. But what initially when it came out and said it's a female shooter, I thought, oh, God. okay, yeah. thing there's going to be some changes now. But yeah. yeah, yeah, very interesting. But definitely, and again, I, I know I texted you too. I said, did you see the, that the shooter was a female? And I thought Pluto and Aquarius. Like again, yeah. it's not it's not a good story, but we're seeing yeah. okay the rise of the woman. <laughs> power right just within those first few days of pluto moving into aquarius so and very then, interesting just as you pointed out then we had children yeah standing outside demonstrating for their rights for their empowerment yeah uh, it's very weird and the last point last point again we're dissecting we're just dissecting because you can see the themes of astrology here is that the shooter uh, was under active medical care mm-hmm. for some emotional distress. I think I'm, we're probably putting them mildly there. We don't know what that means exactly, but that's how it was stated, emotional distress. Well, we're in Saturn, in Pisces. And Pisces is, you know, the people that are ill, people that are sick, people that need help. Help me, help me. Well, here's someone who was getting help. Yeah. I mean, I think there's been a lot more talk about trauma and healing and stuff like that in the last few years, but, you know, Saturn moving into Pisces, that could be, we could in the next two and a half years, of course, as it plays out, we could see more rules, more laws, uh, more assistance for mental care, just because Saturn is okay. The structure, right. And Pisces Mm -hmm. would rule mental health. Yeah. Ways to unpack the trauma. how how to do it. Saturn will show us how to address people that have been traumatized. Anyhow, that was, it's a terrible story, but I too was hit immediately with all the symbolism of what, how it tied to the planetary energies. Yeah. So before we go into our main topic today about the lunar eclipse, you're going to just hear a quick ad. 
Okay, welcome back. Today we are discussing the lunar eclipse. So if you heard our episode last week, we discussed the solar eclipse. So we will start with just what a lunar eclipse is, and then we will run through all 12 of the signs and talk about how you should see that energy show up here in the next 30 days. So we always think of lunar eclipses as kind of the end. It's about what's wrapping up what's done. And sometimes that is like, okay, I achieved what I set to do. Now I'm ready to leave. But it can be, and this is the tricky part of lunar eclipses. They're known to be a little trickier than solar eclipses, right? Lunar eclipses can be a last minute twist, a last minute surprise that we project something. We're projecting a storyline. Yep, I should be wrapping that up. I'll be done by May 5th. Then all of a sudden something happens and it gets wrapped up very abruptly in a different manner than what you thought. Yeah. And if we go back to that idea that lunar and solar eclipses are, they're just, not just, but they are new moons and full moons. Lunar eclipses are full moons. So again, think like at the full moon, we aren't necessarily manifesting something new because the moon is full. Mm-hmm. And so here it's it's kind of the same concept is that, okay, something could just be super clear. Okay, I can see the full picture now. I can see the full moon. <laughs> or it can be that idea like, okay, it's come to an end. It's it's complete. It's It's gotten to the largest it can. And now we're going to move forward in a different way. Here's a, just a simple example. Some could say, I'm going to retire in a year. Then here comes this lunar eclipse. And all of a sudden, storyline changes. And they're going to retire here in the next month. Mm-hmm. So it surprises them. Didn't see quite that coming. Yeah. And yet it works. It works. In many previous episodes, we've talked about the lunar and solar eclipse in regards to royalty, that many royalty people are either born under eclipses, they've passed away under eclipses, they're, uh, um, what would I say, like... <laughs> promoted into new positions under eclipses and so just interestingly enough prince charles Mm -hmm. is being inaugurated as king on may 6th which is one day off of the eclipse um so he's not going to be a prince anymore right he's going to be a king and he's never going to he's never going to be a prince again in his life yeah there's something about lunar eclipses that just don't allow you to go back Yeah. And so that is an ending, but there is also a new beginning. And I think that's a good example is to know, like, it's not just, oh, this is going to be sadness. It doesn't have to just be like, oh, something's ending and I'm going to be horribly sad about it, but it can just say, okay, that era is done. Right. And, and we might pay particular attention, Scorpios, anyone that you know is a Scorpio, a family member, a friend, keep this in mind. This is happening. This, this lunar eclipse is happening at 14 degrees Scorpio. Okay, well, you know, that's Prince Charles. He's a Scorpio. So double whammy for him that this is the end of the road. He's going on to another level. But all Scorpios out there, listen to carefully to what is going on in your life, because you may be facing a conclusion a wrapping up, certainly of putting the brakes on something. You're you're definitely slowing down some area. Era is ending. So you're a Scorpio. Did you have anything that you wanted to share? Well, you know what I have, I mean, I've been saying many times that I felt that uh, I'm age 70 and I was thinking like, well, where, you know, how do I, do I keep this pace up? And yeah, I had just said it just 
spontaneously. I said it to you last Sunday night. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about this. I didn't, wasn't like, I'm going to tell Kate this tonight. I just said, you know what? Something came up and I said, feel free. No, go with it. You know, don't worry about me because I'm about ready to hand, start handing off, you know, anyone who's new clients, you know, particularly coming to me. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to say pushing them, but encouraging them to go to you, you know, uh, because I've got, I've got a full, I've got enough people to take care of at this point. Um, yeah. So there it was, I, it got, I just blurted it out. No, I know. I was surprised. And it wasn't like, yeah, you just said it even in front of like some of the other family members. So it wasn't yeah. like a private discussion. Like, how do you feel right. about this? It was just, this is how it is. Right. And so that, that I, after I said it, I thought, oh my God, you just did the lunar eclipse. Mm -hmm. You even like so, eclipsed yourself. Yeah, I did eclipse myself. <laughs> I surprised myself there. But just to be clear here, I am still uh, charting. Uh, but for all my clients that have come to me in the past, I'm, I'm going to take care of them. But, you know, yeah. uh, I'm going to have to hand off some of these new people. Well, I mean, it just it's been a very busy schedule that you've been maintaining. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just need more, need a little more downtime. I'm, I recognize that just to, just just to have maybe a little more fun, even though I do. Sometimes I do have a lot of fun doing my charts with clients. <laughs> Different uh, kinds you of know this because you know the stories just so it's so fun to see these energies play out in people's lives absolutely and even our own <laughs> oh yes yeah okay so let's get into all of the signs so because this eclipse is happening in scorpio of course let's talk to scorpio suns and scorpio rising and i actually want to maybe discuss something before we get into it is I had met with a friend this week and she listens to the podcast and she said, I always get confused. I always listen to my rising, but then sometimes I listen to my son and that one makes sense too. Oh. And, you know, we just, I had to just talk about the power of solar astrology just based off of your son. So, yes. you know, when you are listening, we do highly recommend listen to your son and listen to your rising and then maybe even combine you know the two energies a little bit that it might tell you a more a deeper story because it is powerful um looking at both of them and again some people listening might not know their rising sign so of course listen to your sun sign but if you know both i would listen to both and take both just as seriously good point excellent point okay so for scorpio suns or Scorp scorpio rising this is aspecting that first house and so you might expect some pivotal, I don't even know if we can say expect yeah. because they're not expecting it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> don't be surprised by a pivotal realization okay. of some sort. There's a good one. Or right. impulsive, don't be surprised. Yeah. Or impulsive yeah. feelings. So just like the story mom said where, you know, she wasn't planning on saying it just kind of came out. And it felt good. It felt good when I said it. That was the key part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You so this idea, moving on. Yeah. Scorpios are moving on, putting something and maybe maybe you're taking certain types of things off the shelf. I'm done with this collection. I'm done with this type of clothing. So it doesn't have to be all your career. Mm -hmm. But it does have to be kind of some area that you're just you're not going to put that energy into anymore. I think in general, they just might be focusing on like, what can they make better? So mm -hmm. like you said, like maybe how do I make that shelf better? How do I make my schedule work better for me? How yeah. do I make my closet work better for me? Yes. 
Yeah. So there can be a change in in your identity, or there could be some sort of refusal where you're saying, I'm no longer doing that. And of course, the hard part is, is, you know, with eclipses, if, if there's nothing that you're kind of planning or nothing that you're doing or saying yourself, I would just be cautious that something else might <laughs> eclipse it or, oh, there's a change at work and now my identity has yeah. to change. That's exactly. Yes. Yes. It, yeah. it does happen. And don't take that badly. It's sometimes they're very, uh, you take charge, take control. The words come flying out of your mouth and other times it's put upon you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for Taurus sun or Taurus rising, this is aspecting that seventh house. So there might be a redefinition of your relations um, mm-hmm. or relationships that can mean, okay, I'm leaving a relationship. I'm changing loyalties. I have, you know, maybe my relationship is at distance right now. So there could be just a change even in the schedule, how often we see each other and they're, go ahead. I was going to add that, you know, they may just see the people in their life more clearly. They may now recognize that I've outgrown this person or that they really don't have time to to be the friend that I want them to be. So there's an honesty. Remember, lunar eclipse, something is at its maximum. It is maximized. This is the best it can get. And that can sometimes be a deciding factor in that, oh, you know, maybe it's maybe I've outgrown that relationship. Or even seventh house, just any contractual stuff too. Yes. Where you say, oh, I'm not going to renew that lease. Mm-hmm. It was the best mm-hmm. it was going to get. Um, as, as we move on to Sagittarius sun and Sagittarius rising, this is aspecting your 12th house. Yes. yes. Um, so you might feel a little bit undermined. You might feel a little bit overlooked during this time. Um, it's definitely a supportive time to see who or what is holding you back. So again, I want you, you might think that you're like a little bit like in chains Mm -hmm. and you're saying, Mm -hmm. how can I break free? How can I get out of this? You know, and it can also be, how did I get into this position? Mm -hmm. How did this happen? I didn't even see it happening. This is those hard moments when we go, oh my God, I've got to, you know, stop doing something or start doing this, clean up habits. Yeah. Or get, you know, again, something that is not good that's been around you. And so I can imagine Sagittarius is, you know, going through their cupboards or again, going through, you know, their schedule and going, I can't do this anymore. So there's a little bit, I don't want to say breakdown, but it feels like uh, kind of an aha moment. Mm -hmm. There could be some necessary purging that's happening as well for Sagittarius's, whether that's again, quite physical where they're going through toys they're going through clothes or they might have stuff from the past coming up that they feel like they're talking about something that happened a long time ago they're kind of purging it from their body or they're releasing it or saying okay now i can move forward from that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for gemini suns or gemini rising this is aspecting the sixth house of work so there could be some conclusions around work, whether that's your work schedule, your pricing, even the conditions under which you work. Uh, you know, Mikey is always kind of our poster Gemini that we talk about. I don't think he never gets tired of being the poster child for Gemini. <laughs> I don't think he listens, so I don't oh, think oh, he knows okay, how good. much we okay, talk that's about. That's better yet. <laughs> um, I think he finally got his own office. Oh, good. Um, oh, this great. well. They're talking about this week, the official move hasn't happened, but it probably will happen right around within a week or so of the actual mm-hmm. eclipse. Okay. 
Uh, so definitely just the, the work is in focus with that. Okay. And, and the key element here for, for Gemini's is they may recognize unequal relationships. And again, we've spoken about unequal relationships that they're not inherently bad, but sometimes they can be. Yeah. So you could get a mentor and you're thrilled about that, that you have a mentor now, or you could feel like you're not being treated fairly, equitably. Uh, and so those things become very obvious under this energy. Yeah, the other thing for Geminis would be healthcare because I'm just thinking about one other Gemini that I know she just scheduled a surgery um, mm -hmm. for something that she's been dealing with, I think since October of last year. Uh, mm -hmm. So that will, I think it falls within a week or so of this date as well. So mm -hmm. you could be coming to, especially when you think of a surgery, right? You think like that's a full moon energy. Like, yeah. okay, we're finally getting to the end of this. Like I'm right. going to come out on the other side and hopefully this is going to be better. Or I won't have to worry about it again. Right. Uh, so healthcare and work are the big focus for Gemini's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we moved on to Capricorn suns or Capricorn rising, this is aspecting uh, their 11th house. So right. there should be a big focus on what are they part of? So we, a lot of times we think of like the groups that they belong to, what church do you belong to? What team mm -hmm. do you belong to? And there could be some conclusions around that where you might be saying I've outgrown these people or maybe the th these people aren't reflective of how I feel any longer yeah it could be the wrap of a team project or something mm -hmm. recognizing you're going to be dispersed and everyone's going to go in a different direction you know that would be a, a, just a natural thing that you might see coming very logically but and there could be some um ling uh, what do I want yearning for some freedom I want more freedom and maybe I'm going to volunteer or suggest this or suggest that it's an ending about the team. Yeah. Your whatever role you're playing there. Yeah. For cancer suns or cancer rising, this is aspecting the fifth house. So there should be a lot of focus on your passion. You might be really trying to develop your style. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I would think fifth house, they could be feeling kind of like they're alone in something as well. I know we don't have that written in our notes, but yeah. they could feel like they're the one having to advocate for um, others, maybe that aren't even interested in, or they feel like it's just me. Well, let me add something in that's not in our notes as well. Okay. Then. <laughs> <laughs> because this could easily be a financial thing about getting, pushing a financial issue something that needs to get resolved. It would make sense if it was joint finances or whether it's, oh yes, I'm, I need, we need to get life insurance policies or we need to pay down debt. Uh, yeah, that fifth house is oftentimes about some aspect of how to manage monies better. Yeah. There could be some focus on what is your legacy. Um, mm -hmm. And because of that, children can take on a big focus where you might be saying, what do I need to do for a child? Mm-hmm. Um, or you could even be, again, when we talk about legacy, like, what are you doing? How would, how is your child going to remember you? Right. Yeah. Um, okay, as, Aquarius. Okay, Aquarius suns or Aquarius rising. Uh, this is highlighting the 10th house in your chart. So kind of a perfect transition from that Leo, but about how do you want to be known? Mm -hmm. um, are you ready to take on added responsibility? It's definitely a time that might test you on what type of responsibility are you ready for? It's definitely a sportive time to move up and kind of onwards from where you've been. 
Yeah, and always the home oftentimes gets uh, some shift in the home, a need, uh, something the house isn't fulfilling, a space that you need to have in the home somehow to balance out that. It's it's kind of interesting how they kind of play together sometimes, meaning the reputation is the big thing, the work is the big thing, but there's some other supportive change that is made within the home environment. Yeah. So again, just in our case where mom said, okay, I'm going to start stepping back and obviously by default, the work will fall on me, right? Right. Graciously. But again, for Aquarius where it's saying like, you're taking on more responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's also made me think as well um, about restructuring my business because a lot of my business is gigs and events outside of the home with, you know, late hours and different things like that. And I'm, so I've been thinking, okay, am I going to be able to balance both of those things or Mm -hmm. which one is going to take priority or how will I restructure my business in order to accommodate that? You know, and we should take the opportunity to explain that uh, you are taking on the 90 minute format. I've been offering a 90 minute consults with the PDF and um, uh, you have done some 90 minute ones, but not with a PDF. Uh, right. file and everything. So that's something you're going to step up and do. So that's a whole nother level. Of work. Right. And that is officially on my website. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm also aren't doing, we, aren't we doing well? We are so yeah. living these, you know, we did not talk this out in advance. <laughs> or we didn't plan this out. So it is amazing. I know. I hope you're seeing, hearing your, your life in these interpretations as well. Absolutely. Um, for Leo suns or Leo rising, this is aspecting that solar fourth house. So definitely more focus on the family and on the home. You could be very concerned about sustainability. Um, again, maybe even what's going on in the home. If you're considering moving, that's one thing. Or you could just be saying, how can I make this space work better for me? Yeah, yeah. And also probably some big financial things as well. And can't get them get on that fourth house. Again, money is there because it's security. Fourth house is all about security. And a lot of us, of course, is where we're living. We want to be secured. We want a long-term lease. We want to own the property. Uh, but it's also about, you know, the, the coffers. How much money do you have in the bank? Yeah. Uh, for Pisces sun or Pisces rising, this is aspecting the solar ninth house. So I would say you're asking for more, you're expecting more. It's definitely a supportive time for advancement, for perks, for rewards, um, even invitations. So I think this is a great time to insert the idea of using both your rising sign and your sun sign to combine it. So I'm a Saturn, personally, I'm a Saturn, Saturn, where am I pulling Saturn from? I'm a Aquarius sun. Yeah. I'm an Aquarius sun. So you heard us talking about the 10th house for me, but I'm a Pisces rising. So we would combine this interpretation about advancement, perks, rewards with that new responsibility that I'm taking on. Mm -hmm. And that those marry very nicely uh, with what I'm going through. And it gives kind of another layer to it where it's not just responsibility, but, oh, there is reward and advancement with that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, also for Pisces, if you were looking to become a mentor or a coach, those would be excellent. Or maybe you're seeking out more mentors or coaches for your life to, in order to improve. I think the best is the high likelihood that there's something is going in your favor, whether it's a literal financial thing or it's an opportunity. It's a good thing. Pisces, this is a favorable lunar eclipse, I think. 
Uh, next for Virgo sun or Virgo rising, this is aspecting your solar third. So you're on a learning curve. You're, yeah. um, you could be physically going back to school. You could just be saying, I'm taking an online class. Um, I know a Virgo rising who, you know, recently reached out and wanted to learn more about herself through astrology. You know, yeah, they're, this they're, could they're learning. be somebody saying I'm done with schooling. I mean, oh. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. It's a lunar eclipse, right? That's true. They could be finishing up or they could be saying, you know, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. I don't need to, to finish this off. Yeah. So yeah, there, there could be an out for Virgos. There could be something in their routine as well. That's coming to an halt, a halt or coming to an end. Um, if it's not some sort of transformation to their routine, it could just be something that they're saying, no, I, I can no longer make that commute <laughs> or I can no longer take on that responsibility. It could be just yeah. coming to a head. Right. Okay. The last set that we are going to talk about then is Aries and Libra. So for Aries sun and Aries rising, this mm -hmm. is aspecting the solar second house. So big focus on money mm -hmm. here. Yeah, very interesting. So the Aries might be uh, looking very closely, coming to big conclusions about their finances. So if someone's been avidly saving up, they could go, okay, we have it. Now we can take that next step forward. We have the nest egg that we need. Of course, for someone who's been derelict or just not watching what's going on, they may go, whoa, we are, we're out of balance. We are out of kilter. Now we're going to work to balance things back out. This is definitely for Aries. They're, they're, they're very conscious or sensitive to, are they financially secure or not? Are they vulnerable? And so there's going to be a, a lot of activity happening in that area, I would say. And, you know, when we talk about kind of endings, it could be something where, oh, you know, we only had a thousand dollars or so to pay left that we had left to pay on the car. And so right. we just paid it, you know, and that would coming to a conclusion again, that's not like a sad ending, no, but you can no. just say, Oh, I was still expecting to pay that for a few more months, but we had the money. So we just did it. Yeah. That, that could easily be because you want that feeling of security. Yeah. And then for Libra sun and Libra rising, um, solar yeah. eighth house putting that focus um on the eighth house there so there could be something more about you know that the more the complexities of monies uh whether it's time to pull money out of something whether there's concern over how much partner is contributing to uh bigger issues retirement savings that type of thing so just be aware this is a um uh, a lot more focus on this idea of maybe uh uh how much do we have kind of similar to the Aries, but this is oftentimes more where we're thinking in terms of something that's going to change our lifestyle. So that's why the retirement issue comes up, uh, but it also could be anything related to construction projects, things like that, that we now have the money we're moving ahead. Of course, some people may say to me, Oh, we've just com we're completing the construction project. So uh, we, we might catch you on, on either the wrapping up or the very beginning saying that's it. Now we have it. Yeah. And e for either Aries or Libra too, you could just be having aha moments about what you're willing to do for money mm -hmm. as well. Just saying like, I I'm not willing to put myself through that stress for money. Right. So there could be right. some like new money mindsets for both of the, both of the signs. Very interesting. Yeah. 
So that concludes our talk today on the eclipse. Um, we hope that, uh, you know, you found that interesting. You could already start seeing some of those storylines play out, but we would definitely have you mark uh, your calendars for May 5th. I don't think we maybe said that date enough today right. where yes. sometimes we've reiterated that, um, but this will happen on May 5th. So as you're listening to this, not too early to start feeling this energy again, based on your chart. Some people, they feel it on the exact day. <laughs> some people, you know, yeah. it's like a week before. Some do, but I think most people feel it a month before. I mean, I, this would, so I'm, I think that's why it was a great time here to get this out here early April so that, you know, you have, you can see wrapping up. And, 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 and do a good job of wrapping it up, meaning, you know, don't do everything. Don't, mm -hmm. don't do three-fourths and think, well, I'll get the rest later. No, just jump all in on it. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in today, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.